Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Northeast, south, and west. Kevin Slayton with you. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink. STL-cars.com. Window World Kings Court right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. This is where you come to hear the live show every single day, Monday through Friday. And then, of course, the podcast will be right afterwards. And we'll have that up on our website, KevinSlaytonShow.com. Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, Anchor any place. Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Any place that you listen to find podcasts, you'll find us. Our phone lines are always open for you, 636-348-4460, because we welcome your views on everything. We're not like the other communist radio stations around this town or any place else in America that don't welcome your input. We do. Whether you're a friend or foe, Believe the same way or believe the opposite. Back it with facts and evidence. That's what we do every day. We bring you the unvarnished truth and we back it with facts and evidence. As always, we usually use the words of those involved to dig their own grave. We don't have to dig. We don't even own a shovel. It's too easy to make them dig their own. Why go out and expend money on a shovel when they'll dig for you? It's pretty amazing. It's a concept foreign to any other form of government probably around the world. The American government digs the hole for you. And then you can just tip them over and knock them in, which is where they most of them belong anyway. But uh, we bring you that truth, and we'll back it up. 636-348-4460 if you want to weigh in at any time. There's a lot of ground to cover today. It's going to be a little bit different than you might think. You might think that I'm one of these people that goes along with the crew at Fox which are nothing but illiterate buffoons that they put on the air there, arrogant, pompous asses, and that includes Kilmeade. That includes every one of them. I've about had it with that network. Not one of them has the brain power to understand what happened yesterday. Not one of them got the point as to what was going on yesterday when Kevin McCarthy was removed as speaker. Not one of them. It's stunning, actually. It's absolutely stunning. It includes Victor Davis Hanson, a guy that I have tremendous respect for, who's brilliant in my mind. He missed the point. 
They all miss the point. But here's why. Because they're all traditional people who can't think outside of the box, who go along with the flow, who go along with the crowd, and this is how we're in the crap hole that we're in, is thinking like they do. Every one of them thinks the same. It's groupthink. Republicans are are terrible at that. Give credit to the liberal Democrats. As rotten and rodent-like as they are, at least they want to change radically the entire culture of the government. They don't go along with the flow. We don't like this government. We hate America. We hate democracy. We hate the Constitution. We're going to change it. Republicans say, well, we don't like any of that, but we, we, we respect the Constitution. We want to keep the country going along the way it is, but, but, but we're not going to do anything to stop you. We're not going to think outside the box. We're just going to let it go because it'll be just fine. That's how lazy Republicans think. And anybody who stands up to try to change it and fight back against these bastards is considered a bad person. That's why they're all after Matt Gates. Matt Gates is an American hero. I'll start right there. He's an American hero, and I'm going to tell you why in a little bit. But what you saw on Fox last night was disgraceful. And what you saw this morning with Brian Kilmeade trying to harangue one of the Republican congressmen who voted against McCarthy was one of the most embarrassing moments in television journalism. Brian Kilmeade adopted Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram's posture by never letting the interview guest speak, continuing to step on him, talk over him, shout him down. It was disgraceful. Kilmeade ought to be ashamed of himself. A guy that I had a lot of respect for just embarrassed himself probably forever. I don't know that you ever come back from the performance he put on this morning. It was a national embarrassment. Now, nobody will notice it because national embarrassments in television journalism are commonplace. So it won't stand out. It only stands out to someone who knows better and who understands the concept of a, of a fair interview. Hopefully that's most of the people listening. But we'll kick it off with our good friends at Window World because we want to save you money. See, we're not like Fox. We're not like the rest of them. We're in it for everybody. We're in it for you to make money, for us to make money. Everybody needs to profit from everything going forward, as long as you're not screwing people like the government does. So if you go to Window World and you need windows, you're going to save a ton of money. You're going to get the best product. You're going to get the best service. Now, in keeping with the theme of our show, I can back that up with facts. All you have to do is call Window World at 314-993-1800, and they'll come out and give you a free in-home estimate. They'll prove to you on the spot what I'm saying is true and why they're simply the best for less. They did it for me. You'll be getting the windows that the Blues uh, have as their preferred window, that the Chiefs have as their official window. And you'll be getting the windows that I have in my house. I got them because hail broke through my other windows. So I called Window World. Out they came, free in-home estimate, convinced me with the price. By the way, just so you know, we've compared the prices. Our listeners have compared the prices of their competition. We've heard from several of our listeners who verify what we say. One called last week, or sent us a message last week, I should say, said he had three different companies come out and give him estimates on Windows. Window World was the third one. The other two wanted an answer within 24 hours by the end of the day. Window World told him their bid stood for 30 days. Take your time. The Window World bid was $13,000 less than the competition for 20-plus windows and um, uh a bunch of sliding glass doors. $13,000 difference. Another listener of ours had one that was $25,000 less. 25000 less. 
That's a big chunk of change, folks, especially in this economy. Honestly, you should consider no other window company other than Window World. 314-993-1800, where they offer you 18 months same as cash financing with approved uh, credit, where they give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage and labor, where they use double-strength glass without an upcharge or an extra service charge. It's commonplace. Nobody else does it. Window World, 314-993-1800. Well, where do we begin? I guess let's begin here. Patrick McHenry, who is the interim Speaker of the House, he takes over until they have a new election. He was the tops on the list that McCarthy had to come up with when he was elected Speaker. In case there's a vacancy, you have to have a list of people that will fill in temporarily, and McHenry was at the top of that list. Now, of course, that means Patrick McHenry is an ally of Kevin McCarthy. However, in his very first act, he showed his independence. He showed why Kevin McCarthy is not fit to serve as the Speaker of the House. The very first thing he did was he ousted Nancy Pelosi from her cushy honorary office in the Capitol. Imagine For nine months, McCarthy let her squalor in all of this lavish living in her speaker's office in the House. She's not the speaker. The Democrats had given her the honorary title of Speaker Emeritus. For what? Destroying the country? And McCarthy went along with it. McHenry booted her out, told her she had 24 hours to evacuate, even though she's in California at Feinstein's funeral. Didn't matter. He said the locks are going to be changed. So her staff had to clean the office out. They had less than 24 hours. His email said this, Please vacate the space tomorrow. The room will be rekeyed. Boom. That's how you govern. With authority, you don't take their crap anymore. You want to fight these liberal sons of bitches? You fight them. You don't coalesce with them. You don't jump in bed with them, Kevin McCarthy. You were weak to begin with. We said that when he was made speaker on the show. We said it was a bad choice, but they had, I guess at that point, no other real candidates. They do now. Matt Gaetz said at the time McCarthy was on notice. If he violated any of the promises that he agreed to, they would move to vacate him. He did, and they did. Let's give Matt Gaetz and his crew credit for standing up for what they said they would do. Let's also point out that McCarthy didn't do what he said he would do. When you listen to the things that Matt Gates is saying, it all makes sense. What Gates is in favor of all makes sense. He wants the House to take up bills separately rather than group them in together like politicians always have so that they can get what they want. So in other words, a border security bill would be grouped in with Ukraine funding. So if you wanted border security, you had to approve Ukraine funding. That's how McCarthy operated. That's not how Gates operates. That's not how any true functioning government would operate. And that's not how this government operated long before now. The the best move that's coming is Congressman Troy Nels, of, I believe of Texas, has nominated President Trump as the new speaker. That means this. Trump won't accept it. But they'll vote on him. So they'll have to take a vote on his name as Speaker. What will that do? This is brilliant, by the way. Brilliant. That will expose all of the rhinos in the House 
because they're going to have to vote up or down on President Trump. If they vote down, they've identified themselves, and now you primary their asses in the election in 2024 and end their careers. If they vote up, now they're on record as supporting President Trump. This was brilliance. Congressman Nels, kudos to you. A big carpe diem to you. Brilliance. Wayne Root, who is a national columnist, has a podcast, had President Trump on, and he urged President Trump way back in January to dump McCarthy. At that time, Trump wouldn't do it. He said, I told him McCarthy is a D.C. swamp rat and backstabber. Trump said, so is everyone else in D.C. Good point. You can't argue that. But yesterday, Trump was very, very smart in his response. His only response was, why do Republicans always have to argue and fight with each other? Privately, he had very engaging conversations with Matt Gates. Matt Gates publicly stated, I can converse with the president. We had great conversations. I'm not going to divulge what we said, but I will be proud to support him on the campaign trail and every day in Congress, which tells you that the conversation was great. Gates has Trump's support. Now, the people on Fox, as dumb as they are, and they are dumb, and I mean really dumb, started out with Judge Jeanine Pirro, who knows about as much about this as an aunt. She's furious with Matt Gates and the Republicans. Embarrassed. These people on Fox played right into the liberals' hands yesterday, making the case that the liberals wanted to make, and that is, Republicans can't govern, there's chaos all the time, blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you what chaos is. Chaos is this country right now. Chaos is the result of liberal leadership. That's chaos. The Republicans making changes are seen as chaotic by the establishment people in Washington and in the media. Anytime you change, Donald Trump is seen as chaos because he's different. Matt Gates is seen as chaos because he wants to make changes that make sense, I might add. So dolts like Janine Pirro yesterday said this. I'm curious. And now what we've got is total chaos when the Republicans are playing out their infighting on national television instead of fighting Joe Biden's policies. The one time we are up in virtually every metric as it relates to the Biden administration, you've got the Republicans going out there and showing how dysfunctional they are. I want to know how dysfunctional you are. Moreover, I want to know how stupid you are. Rather than fight Biden's policies, what do you think Matt Gates has been doing? Do people like Janine Pirro ever, ever do an ounce of research or homework? Or do they just run their uninformed, illiterate mouths on national TV, as she says? What the Republicans did yesterday was heroic. And Kilmeade says this way, you know, I hope you're aware it's the first time in history this has been done. So since something's never been done before... It should never be done, according to people like Kilmeade. Just go ahead and let the country rot out from the core and don't do anything because, after all, if you do something that's never been done before, that would be wrong. All Gates does is fight Biden's policies. That's why he wants a border security policy and a bill to be voted on by itself. 
Pyrrho's too dumb to understand that, and she is dumb. Chaos, I'm furious. Why don't you shut up? That would be a, a good start. People like you and Douchey, who's dumber than dirt, who, of course, parroted everything Pyrrho said because he's stupid. Oh, chaos, chaos everywhere, chaos here, chaos there. You're chaos. Fox, the Fox News Channel, is total chaos. They are populated by dopes. It's a scary, scary outfit that that is the primary source where conservatives get their news. These are the most uninformed people I've ever listened to on television. I watch them in the morning to see just how stupid they'll be from day to day. And man, they are stupid. Any network that employs people like Douchey and Ainsley Earhart and Janine Pirro, Jessica Tarlov, these are the kinds of networks you don't want to be around. Stephen Miller, another guy that I respect greatly, he's way off base. Here's what's amazing to me about Republicans, how you could get this so wrong, how you could react so incorrectly to what went on. It's just incredible, actually. I mean, it was stunning to me to listen to these idiots. So as one uh, friend of mine said, Janine Pirro yelled out, the American Revolution had never happened before. (laughs) We're in the middle of a revolution. I got news for you. We're in the middle of a revolution. If you don't know it, you're not paying attention. Cash Patel tweeted this out. Our director of research found this. With Speaker McCarthy's ouster, there has been a cataclysmic implosion in D.C. in the lobbyist and the defense industrial complex. Think what you may of the vote. It has done. Maybe now start studying how the issue came to pass. It wasn't overnight. Washington has been failing Americans for decades, bought and sold by an entrenched clash of miscreants on K Street and across the Potomac. Maybe now Congress will issue and enforce subpoenas. Maybe they'll stop lighting money on fire in Ukraine. All of this, what happened yesterday, was good. So many people have texted me already this morning about the Revolutionary War. I said this the other day. If we had adopted the Fox News Channel position or the Republican official position by the traditionalist Republicans in 1776, we would all be speaking with a British accent. We'd all be a bunch of limey dorks. But we didn't because we fought back. We had the courage to fight back. Instead of watching douchebags sit on TV this morning and stuff his ignorant face with food like he does every day, maybe Fox could do some real reporting, maybe some responsible reporting rather than eating every day. That's all they do on that show is eat. Do some legitimate reporting and kill me. Grow a spine, grow a brain. Quit being a sycophant for the traditional Republicans and quit being ignorant and rude in the very uh, Fox form of Hannity and Ingram where all you do is cackle loudly and step over guests who are trying to answer your inane questions. And they were inane. Newt Gingrich couldn't have been wronger if he were wrongy wrongenstein, a guy that I respect, but is clearly buddies with McCarthy. First, I think it's a very sad day because I think Kevin McCarthy is one of the most talented leaders I've ever worked with. I think that he accomplished an amazing amount for having a small majority and being having to take on both the Senate and the White House. And I think this is really a tragic outcome. 
Uh, this was a leader who both gained seats in 2020, gained seats in 2022, increased the number of women members, increased the number of veterans, increased the number of minority members. Uh, well, think about what we saw today. Four percent, four percent decided they were so morally superior, so intellectually pure, so patriotically better that they would side with the Democrats. And that's what they did in order to defeat the entire Republican House caucus. Ninety six percent of the Republicans voted for McCarthy. Four percent voted against him. From my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. All eight of them should, in fact, be primaried. They should all be driven out of public life. What they did was to go to the other team to cause total chaos. We ought to be focusing on Biden. We ought to be focusing on the economy. We ought to be focusing on the border. It's an astonishingly destructive behavior by a handful of egocentric people who think they're superior to 96% of the conference. I'm stunned at Newt Gingrich's stupidity. I'm stunned that he is that entrenched in the good old boy Republican network. I'm stunned. Let me tell you who thinks he's morally superior, Newt. You do. You think you're morally superior because there are a group of heroic Republicans, small though they may be, who are actually standing up to your decades of nonsense. Your decades of spending us into oblivion. Your decades of capitulation to these these criminal liberals. These people stood up to you and you don't like it. That's the issue here. You don't like it, so you will demagogue and call them morally superior. Uh, Kevin McCarthy gained seats in 2022 and 2020. How many gained in 2022? There was supposed to be a red wave, wasn't there? That was supposed to be a knockout, an easy election for the Republicans. He failed miserably as the leader. He gained seats for women, minorities, veterans. I don't give a shit who got elected. I don't care if they're women, black, green, red. It doesn't matter to me if they're good people and they could do good for the country. Why are you so caught up in that nonsense? You sound like a damn Democrat. Which I wonder sometimes about these people. Matt Gates and these heroic Republicans sided with the Democrats? That's not what they did at all. They got rid of McCarthy because McCarthy was in bed with the Democrats. All you have to do is listen to Matt Gates. McCarthy's cutting side deals on Ukraine spending with the Democrats. Thinking that Gates and his group wouldn't find out. Newt Gingrich, you might want to do a little homework rather than sit there on your ass and pontificate because you sounded like a complete jackass. You're a guy that I usually respect. But I'm starting to find out who the real rhinos are here. And this is the beauty of this. They'll have to identify themselves now once Trump's name is in nomination for the speaker. They'll have to identify themselves. And then you primary their ass right out of public life. That's who's getting primaried, Newt, not Matt Gates. Maybe you ought to take a lesson from Matt Gates, and you'll hear from Gates here as we go along. Matt Gates is the only congressman in Washington, D.C., congressman or woman or senator, who takes not a single penny from PACs or special interest groups. Every nickel he raises for his political future is by everyday people making contributions. Can the rest of them say that? Can McCarthy say that? Can Newt Gingrich say that? The answer, of course, is no. 
Matt Gates is the only one who can say it. And then Stephen Miller, another guy who I think is brilliant, stepped in a pile of goo because he can't shake the shackles that he's constrained by with Republican traditionalism. The focus needs to be on the two things that are destroying this country right now. And neither of those two things is Kevin McCarthy. It's a border invasion and weaponized government. And Kevin McCarthy put forward a plan to deal with the border invasion. And as far as weaponized government is concerned, what's holding that up are the so-called moderates in the Republican conference. But nobody talks about them. Nobody talks about the members of the Republican conference who scream and cry and protest every time somebody tries to step in and pursue real action against DOJ, real action against the criminal thugs running this country. So you know what? You can inject Kevin and you can replace him with someone else and then someone else and then someone else and then someone else. Here's what I don't hear. I don't hear a plan. I do not hear a proposal. I do not hear a vision to shut down our open border and to stop the Department of Justice from putting innocent Americans in jail for life. Well, Stephen Miller, my advice to you is maybe you should start listening. Clean the crap out of your ears. There's these things called Q-tips or go to your doctor. They'll get the crap out of your ears for you. And maybe you can listen for change instead of mouthing off when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Why don't you listen to what Gates' plan is? Why don't you listen to what his plan for the future is? He's got it, and he articulated it brilliantly last night. But you're not listening. You're too busy screaming because your boy got his ass handed to him. That's the problem with people like Stephen Miller, who's identifying himself now as nothing more than a rhino. I hope Donald Trump is paying attention. Maybe there's not a place for Stephen Miller in your next administration. There sure as hell isn't for Newt Gingrich. They're going to suck up to you. I promise you that. But these people are revealing themselves. General Michael Flynn, from our director of research, tweeted this out. This man, Matt Gates, is proving to be a man of historic consequence in a time of U.S. history that demands great leaders and even greater leadership to rise to this occasion. God bless you for your courage under intense pressure. Millions, and I mean millions, of patriotic Americans stand with you at this crucible moment. GOP, get a backbone. Carp! Diem to General Flynn. And I guarantee you, that's what Trump thinks. Trump and Michael Flynn are simpatico. I got news for you. Trump and Matt Gates are as well. I am stunned beyond belief at how badly Republicans aren't behaving by throwing McCarthy out, but are acting like Democrats. I'm even more mortified by the mouthpiece of the Republican Party, Fox News, being populated with such single-digit IQ people that they completely missed what happened yesterday. Completely missed it. This has been coming. Anybody paying attention knew it. But what you did yesterday, Janine Pirro and Brian Kilmeade and Douchebag Ducey and all the rest on Fox News is you gave the liberals their chance to crow. You're making their case for them. Chaos, chaos, chaos. You allowed somebody like that pathetic Jessica Tarlov on Fox to claim how heroic Nancy Pelosi is by comparison. You hear a lot about the impossible job of managing a caucus like this. He only had a five-seat majority. That is the same number that Nancy Pelosi had, and she managed just fine. Nothing like this ever happened when Nancy Pelosi was in charge. They they gave it to her. They handed it to her on a platter, not Matt Gaetz. 
Media, Republican media, conservative media gave that to her. Republicans in Congress gave that to her. They gave him a gift. Matt Gates and his gang didn't go with the Democrats. The Democrats came with them. You don't think the Democrats voted to oust McCarthy because they knew the media would react like this? They knew the loser Republican spineless bastards would react like this? Of course they did. One thing you got to say, as rotten to the core as liberals are, and they are rotten human beings, they are scumbag rodents. They're so much smarter than Republicans. Republicans are some of the dumbest people on earth. That's why leaders like Matt Gates and heroes like him who stand up should be celebrated. Leaders like Donald Trump who stand up against this, this, these people should be celebrated. General Flynn celebrated. Cash Patel celebrated. I'm waiting to hear on Hawley's response, although senators are pretty much allergic to commenting on the policies of the House, which is fine. But I'd love to know what he thinks. Matt Gates is Kevin McCarthy a product of the swamp in Washington, D.C.? Kevin McCarthy is a feature of the swamp. He has risen to power by collecting special interest money and redistributing that money in exchange for favors. Uh, we are breaking the fever now, and we should elect a speaker who's better. Got a problem with that, Republicans, conservatives? You got a problem with somebody who wants a guy out, who accepts special interest money, and then conducts himself and his business as a return on favors given to him? Is that what you want? Because that's what McCarthy was. What did I tell you? Anybody, I've been saying this for years now, and I said this when they elected him in January. Anybody with his hair perfectly in place, who talks like a slick hustler like McCarthy always has, is not to be trusted. He was never to be trusted. Matt Gates knew it. I knew it. I'm not even in Washington, and I knew it. I don't have to be smart to know it. All I have to do is look at the results. Newt Gingrich is so blind to his own Republican entrenchment with the traditional losers that he brags about McCarthy gaining seats in 2022's election, the midterms, when everybody gives credit to the Democrats for doing much better than anybody had predicted. Interesting. Some all of a sudden Kevin McCarthy's a hero for underperforming? That's odd. That's odd Republican logic, but all Republican logic is odd. The only thing the Republicans have going for them in my book is they're better than the liberal corrupt Democrats. That's it. It doesn't mean they're smart. It doesn't mean that they will govern properly. But when we start putting heroes in charge, like uh, Matt Gates, and getting rid of the McCarthys, then we are getting smart. We're getting a lot smarter. We're getting a lot better for the country. We're now putting serious people in there who want to accomplish serious things. Look, they can crow, and Jim Jordan will momentarily here, about all of the great things and bills that were passed by this House. But nothing gets done because the Senate will never take them up. This is the most ass-backward form of government I've ever seen in my life. This government needs drastic change, drastic overhaul. It doesn't need more of the same. Rules need to be changed. These are the kinds of things that Matt Gates and his group are fighting for. There needs to be a different way to govern in this country. We cannot leave bills dying on the House floor because the arrogant, pompous-ass liberals in the Senate won't take them up. There has to be another way. We cannot invest the kind of power in the hands of a Speaker or a 
majority leader in the Senate that they have right now. These two people control voting on every bill. That can't be. There has to be a committee with an independent tiebreaker that decides what votes are. In fact, why not have this? Don't even determine what gets voted on. Every single bill that passes the House gets voted on in the Senate. Every one of them. What else do you lazy asses do all day? You don't do shit except collect money and mouth off. Every single bill passed by the House should be forced to a vote on the Senate floor rather than having Schumer kill everything that the Republicans pass. And then they'll crow about how the well the, the Republicans were in charge, but they didn't get anything done. That's what goes on in Washington, if you're not aware of it. That's how it works. You should ask your senator the next time, if you go to a town hall meeting, next time Hawley or Schmidt come back, whenever that is, and say to them, why aren't you pushing to get McConnell out? Why aren't you pushing for legitimate reform in the Senate where every bill passed by the House is taken up, where every bill proposed by a minority senator is taken up for a vote, at the very least for a vote? How hard is that? The truth is the people you elect and send to Congress do not want to do any work. They don't want to work at all. They just want to become rich, which they do when they step into the money machine that is known as being a congressman or woman or senator, and multiply that $174,000 salary into millions. Yes, McCarthy is a product of the swamp. He's a swamp rat. He always was. For openers, he's from California. Is that not a tip-off? Charlie Hurt, isn't McCarthy at least partially to blame for all of this? The criticism I would have of Kevin McCarthy is that he hasn't gone on ahead from the beginning and laid the groundwork to make this catastrophe we're seeing today about something, say a government shutdown because Democrats refuse to enforce the border or a government shutdown because Democrats refuse to stop inflationary spending, all of which American people would understand. So it's kind of a marketing thing that I would criticize Kevin McCarthy for. Catastrophe? Sorry, we have a disagreement there. I really like Charlie Hurt, respect his opinion a lot, but he's jumping on board with all the Republican dresses. It's chaos. It's a catastrophe. This is exactly what the liberals want you to say. You are following their script perfectly, you freaking morons. How dumb can you be? I mean, it is incredible to me that these people who have all these highfalutin degrees are as dumb as they are, but they are dumb. Let's hear it from Matt Gates. Matt Gates, how do you believe we should govern? Because Stephen Miller says you don't have a plan. He doesn't hear a plan from you. I believe that the only way to achieve programmatic reform and to put downward pressure on spending is to do what was done back in the 90s, where every individual bill is conferenced and debated and subject to amendment. And of course, you have to compromise. And of course, you have to govern. Matter of fact, Just last week, I voted for four appropriations bills after my amendments were largely defeated. That's how you do it. That's how you govern. That's how it's done. And he's right 100%. That was when he was able to get a word in when Laura Ingram wasn't interrupting everything he said. And Laura Ingram's such a coward. 
at one point she tried to claim that Matt Gates was just mad at McCarthy because McCarthy didn't fend off the ethics investigation into Matt Gates. You'll hear that response too. But that's how you govern. He's spot on. And don't you love it when McCarthy two days ago said to Matt Gates, bring it on? Matt Gates said, Well, you got your wish. Matt Gates knew he had the votes. Well, he brought it on. And unlike most of you cowards in Washington, he kept his word. He did what he said he was going to do 100%. McCarthy says you're not a real conservative, Matt Gates. What's your answer to that? But when he says we're not conservative because we didn't vote to secure the border, I think that does merit a response. We passed a Department of Homeland Security border bill that would have required E-Verify with a host of other reforms. Then on a continuing resolution, Kevin McCarthy wanted us to surrender every other fight. Jack Smith, weaponized government, everything else going on just to isolate the border thing. Now, I don't believe that the way conservatives get ahead is surrendering everything but the border in order to address the border. And I don't think that the way to address the border is to pass E-Verify and then say that the strong border position is the abandonment of E-Verify yeah. in a vote that occurs 14 well, hours later. Gonna... I couldn't agree with him more. Why would you have to give up fighting Jack Smith, the corrupt special prosecutor in the Trump case, why would you have to give up a host of other things in order to get the border? Shouldn't the border stand alone without having any conditions? That's what Gates is fighting for. We then take up weaponization of government on a separate issue. We then take up all the other issues separately. Why do you always have to tie them in? Why are you doing that? Because McCarthy is trading with the Democrats. That's why. You have the majority. You don't need their help. But he's always trying to make a deal with them in some backdoor corridor. And that's why he's out. And he'll stay out. He said he wasn't going to even try to run good because you don't have a snowball's chance in hell if you did try. Not a chance. It's pathetic, really. But what's most pathetic is the way the Republicans, traditionalists, are acting. That's the worst part of it. And that includes all of them. I'm calling out people that I have believed in and trusted and have respect for their opinions. Every one of them. And they deserve to be called out. Victor Davis Hanson, a brilliant man, and you'll hear more from him later on the state of what's going on, but he's saying, he thinks Matt Gates is a fraud. Gates's argument was that McCarthy consulted too much, too frequently, too friendly with Democrats, but he used Democrats to oust McCarthy. So it was so hypocritical and contradictory and counterproductive at a time when the Republicans have no margin of error and they need to unite in every aspect of that word. And here they're committing collective suicide. It doesn't make any sense. Well, what you just said doesn't make any sense. With all due respect, I know you're a senior fellow. At the Hoover Institute at Stanford, you're a smarter man than I, but I have more common sense than you because I can see something clearly that you seemingly can't see. Victor Davis Hanson is another one who's entrenched in the traditional way of doing things, and anyone who steps outside the box usually gets criticized. Apparently so. He didn't, in everything else he said, in the entire time I've been aware of his existence, he has been different. But now all of a sudden he's in bed with these goofballs? Matt Gates is a fraud, a hypocrite, because 
Democrats voted with him. He didn't get Democrats to vote with him. They could. They were too glad to vote with him. But Gates responded to that criticism. As far as the criticism that I worked with Democrats, the yellow brick road of working with Democrats was paved by Kevin McCarthy. Whether it was the debt limit deal, whether it was the continuing resolutions, this is a guy who was willing to partner with conservatives on the frivolous. Right. But whenever there was a spending matter, he partnered with Democrats. That said, Speaker McCarthy's time is over. I wish him well. <laughs> I love it. All the spending issues, McCarthy was a Democrat. All of the frivolous issues, okay, I'm with the Republicans. So Victor Davis Hanson, do some homework. All you have to do is hear people out. Listen to what Gates has been saying. By the way, he's been saying it since January. He sounded the alarm bells then. The only way McCarthy was getting elected was if he made those promises to govern like a conservative. He broke the promises. He's gone. Now, I stood up there like a wounded little pig last night and spoke about his family life when he was being raised in Bakersfield and all this other hollow, empty bullshit that politicians usually spew when they're begging for your sympathy. Nobody cares. You've effed up, you've helped to F up this country. You were a great help to the Democrats. You no longer will be. And when Laura Ingram tried to criticize Matt Gates for fundraising, and this was her tactic last night, she says that she, uh, Matt Gates is just mad at, uh, at McCarthy because McCarthy didn't defend him enough in the ethics house investigation. As McCarthy, as, as Gates responded, I'm the most investigated man in the history of Congress. I've been cleared by the FBI, the CIA, the DOJ. Everybody has cleared him completely. He doesn't need Kevin McCarthy's help. And then she criticized him for fundraising off of this issue. And that's when Matt Gates set her straight. Yeah, if I can get a word in here. I am the only Republican in the entire United States Congress who takes no lobbyist money and no PAC money. So absolutely, I communicate daily, vigorously with regular Americans because the only way I'm able to to advance my political goals is if just regular folks give me $10, $20, $30. And so I will take no lecture from the likes of people who do three lobbyist fundraisers a day and trade favors in order to get cash from special interests on how I raise money. And I take deep offense to anyone who wants to criticize the the mailman, the, the active duty service member, the grandmother who believes in me and goes to MattGates.com to donate. Matter of fact, right. I hope they do that right now. And I'm not Can't sorry play. for it at all because yeah. I won't take the lobbyist and pack money like every other person here does. Carpe quadruple billion diems to Matt Gates. And he shoved it right up Laura Ingram's you know what. Screw her. Here's how she tries to do it. Uh, you, you know, you are fundraising off this, so we can put a full screen up to show that you are. And uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, she says. Imagine saying that. And that's when he said, if I could get a word in here, let me shove it up your ass. And then he did, which I loved. She is so freaking arrogant. She is the female Hannity. That's what she is. And she doesn't know shit. For somebody who brags about being a Supreme Court law clerk at one point in her life, she doesn't know much. All of these people on Fox brag about their connections, Hannity and Ingram especially, and they're dumb. 
Jim Jordan wanted to point out all of the things that the House has accomplished since McCarthy took over as Speaker. On January 3rd, we said the 118th Congress is about three things. Pass the bills that need passed, do the oversight work that needs to be done, and stop the inevitable omnibus that comes from the United States Senate right before the holidays. Kevin McCarthy has been rock solid on all three. We have passed the bills we told the American people we would pass. 87,000 IRS agents, that bill, that bill passed. Parents' Bill of Rights, that bill passed. Energy legislation passed. Border security, immigration enforcement legislation, the strongest bill ever to pass the Congress passed earlier this year. We have done what we told them we were going to do. All of those things are true, except he didn't tell you how many of those bills were tied to spending on Ukraine and other Democrat pet peeves. He didn't tell you that. So don't play hide the potato with us, Jim Jordan. You're another guy that we have great respect for, but don't play like a politician with us. We're on to you now. That's one thing that Matt Gates has been successful in doing as well. Anyone who's paying attention is now on to the people in the Republican Party who've been bullshitting us. We know what you're up to. We know how you govern. We know what you do. We know your trade-offs. You're nothing but a pack of trade-off artists. That's what you are. To, to satisfy the special interest groups, the lobbyists that fund you. Why don't all of you do what Matt Gates is doing? Why wouldn't all of them see that as the honorable way to get elected? Matt Gates is beholden to no one. He's probably the only person in Congress who can say that other than Donald Trump when he was president. Or not in Congress, but in Washington. So, Congressman Jordan, what's the next step from here going forward? Let's figure out how we come together as a conference and focus on our agenda. Focus on the three things this co that this Congress, I think, is about. And we've passed many of the bills we told the country we would do. We need to stay focused on that. Pressure the Senate to actually bring them up, for goodness sake. Continue to do the oversight. And then, obviously, deal with this appropriation process and the spending bill that has to be done before the end of the year. Well, why haven't you pressured the Senate? That's what I was saying in my opening comments today. Why haven't you pressured the Senate to take these bills up? And how do you do that? Why don't you tell us? Let us know. I don't think people should ever forget that McCarthy and McConnell actively funded and supported all of the Rhino candidates. They backstabbed all of the MAGA candidates in the 2022 midterms. You heard that complaint coming from people like Carrie Lake, who couldn't get funding from the uh, the um, uh, uh, not her but her the, the senator in Arizona couldn't get the proper funding to beat Mark Kelly because Mitch McConnell wouldn't give it to them because he didn't like them. They were MAGA candidates. They actively worked against pro-Trump, America first candidates. I call that a traitor. And that's what McCarthy is. We already knew McConnell was. But why didn't you do that? So good riddance to McCarthy. I hope the door doesn't hit him in the ass on the way out. If it does, I don't care. But what if Trump would accept the House Speaker's job? He can unite this caucus, no question about it. He would lead the impeachment of Biden and of Harris, and he'd be president without the election. He'd lead the fight against open borders. He'd stop the corrupt funding for the Ukraine. Why? Here's the question. 
Democrats and rhinos like McCarthy want to fund to save Ukraine's border, but they don't want to save our border. Don't you find that fascinating? Why are we fighting the invasion of their border, but we're doing nothing about the invasion of our border? Somebody should ask Biden that question, right? (laughs) Wouldn't Donald Trump as Speaker make the liberal heads explode, and the rhinos, by the way, as well? The media would go absolutely insane. Trump would be the center of attention in the entire world. Just to add another notch to his belt, right? And of course would lead to his re-election easily. But they've decided, the, the liberals have, to tie him up in the Gestapo courts. And he probably wouldn't have time to serve as speaker anyway, even if he wanted to. But it would, it would be phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, the media wants you to believe that this is the only story going on in Washington, D.C. It's just this chaotic fight about the Republicans. But keep in mind the Democrat chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee was charged with taking bribes. And this is just in the last 10 days. The D.C. Attorney General has sent subpoenas to Democrat dark money giant Arabella advisors over possible illegal activity. A House Democrat stalled a House proceeding by pulling the fire alarm. We know that. That's a felony, by the way. Biden's envoy to Iran was outed as an Iranian spy. Gavin Newsom appointed a person from Maryland to be California senator. Hunter Biden pled not guilty to a felony gun charge. He was also caught listing his dad's home address as the beneficiary on a wire transfer from communist China. A Democrat House member was carjacked thanks to an explosion of predatory criminal behavior sparked by Democrat pro-crime policies. All of that has gone on in just the 10 days, last 10 days. You think any of that's being covered anymore? They've already moved way on from the felonious fire marshal, Jamal Bowman. No time for that anymore, right? People like Newt Gingrich, Victor Davis Hanson, Stephen Miller have all lost sight of what really happened yesterday, if they ever knew what happened yesterday. Janine Pirro, Charlie Hurt, every one of them. I don't think they knew what happened yesterday. They still don't know. But they are nothing but bait givers to the Democrats. Take the bait. We'll accept it. We'll make your case for you because we're stupid. You could just take a pledge, I, and then fill in the name. Brian Kilmeade, Newt Gingrich, Stephen Miller, I, as a traditionalist Republican, have a single-digit IQ. I renounce my own stupidity. I'll never speak again. That's what they should do. They won't, of course, because they think... What I love is when I hear Newt Gingrich talk about moral superiority, when I hear Kilmeade questioning a congressman saying that somehow he thinks he knows better than everybody else, and I love the congressman shooting back at Kilmeade, you apparently think you know more than me. This has nothing to do with knowing anything, you stupid ass. This has to do with changing the way this government runs. People like Kilmeade are an embarrassment. This is a guy that I was championing. And in one felt move, he has embarrassed himself beyond credibility now. I don't think he can repair himself. 
you can't be this blind and this dumb on an easy, a layup issue. This was a layup. Easiest thing in the world to see. All you had to do was pay attention. Rather than be locked in to your idiotic traditionalist positions, all you had to do was listen to Matt Gates. Here's what I want. Here's what the American people want. Do American people want to go further into debt? Do American people know that Kevin McCarthy is tying border security bills into funding Ukraine? Do they know that? Well, if they're paying attention, they do now. It's unbelievable, really. And what were the liberals doing this whole time? Well, as our director of research found, Merrick Garland was busy crying on 60 Minutes, literally crying when he was asked what's the best he could hope for. Look, I think it's the best any public servant can hope for, that we've done our best, that we pass on a Justice Department that uh, continues to pursue the rule of law and protect it. Uh, and it's, it's the same thing that every generation has to hope, um, that we can pass our democracy on in working order um, to the next uh, generation that picks up the torch and is responsible when we're finished to continue that job. Wow. Wow. You know, he ought to go to Hollywood as soon as he's ousted as attorney general if he's not in jail. If he avoids jail, he should go to Hollywood and become an actor. Not one tear rolled down his cheek during this entire conversation. Not one time did his eyes moisten over, which is the signature of someone who's emotionally upset. At the very least, your eyes become watery. Do they not? Is that not a natural phenomenon? It's not something I'm making up. Can you actually cry without your eyes getting wet? No, you can't. But he could. Because these were crocodile fake tears. And he wasn't done crying either. He was crying when he was asked, why is he so passionate about this? Well, I feel it for a number of reasons and, and a number of things that I've seen. But for my own family who... who fled uh, religious persecution oh, in Europe um, and some members who did not uh, survive when they got to the United States the United States it guaranteed uh, that they could practice their religion that they could vote they could do all the things they thought a democracy would provide um, that's the difference between this country and many other countries and it's my responsibility, it's the Justice Department's responsibility to ensure that that difference continues, that we protect each other. Oh, my God. Now he's going to whine and talk about how his, some part of his family didn't escape the Holocaust. Okay, we understand, we've all understood forever how horrific that is. But you rotten fraud. To try to make us feel sympathy for you, who locks political prisoners up in gulags just like the Nazis did to your family? You low-rent son of a bitch. And you want sympathy for what happened to your family when you're turning right around and you've become a Nazi yourself, a literal Nazi. You have established concentration camps right in Washington, D.C., and you have populated those concentration camps with innocent Americans who've done nothing but protest. Your corruption. That's what the Nazis did. 
If you ever uttered a discouraging word against their corruption, you were sent to the prison camps, especially if you were Jewish. Who do you hate, Merrick Garland? You detest anyone, anyone who opposes you, just like the Nazis did. You are a Jewish Nazi. That's what you are. Make no mistake about it. That's exactly what Merrick Garland is. He wants to shed crocodile tears so you'll feel sorry for ancestors of his who were executed. I suppose they were. For all we know, he's making that up because he's a born liar. But let's just say it's true. He wants sympathy for that while he turns around and does exactly what the Nazis, he claims, did to his family. I don't believe that they did because I don't believe his family perished in the concentration camps. And here's why. I don't believe a fucking word he says. That's why. He's a criminal liar. And he's a Jewish Nazi. Let's not forget that. That should carry a lot of weight. But he wasn't done. Then this little coward Scott Pelley, who was just tossing him one softball after another. You know, what should people do to, to preserve democracy? Can argue with each other as much as they want and as vociferously as they want. But the one thing they may not do is use violence and threats of violence to alter the outcome. And an important aspect of this is the American people themselves. The American people must protect each other. Cry for us. They must ensure that they treat each other with civility and kindness, listen to opposing views, argue as vociferously as they want, but refrain from violence and threats of violence. That's the only way this democracy will survive. You phony bastard. Argue vociferously with each other, listen to each other's views, but don't resort to violence. Is that what you did? Did you listen to other people's views on January 6th? Did you hear them out? Did you resort to violence by putting them in prisons for doing nothing? Just like the Nazis did to your Jewish ancestors? Is that what you did, Merrick Garland? While you paused to make us think you were crying? You weren't crying. Again, folks, do it for, check, check me out. Go Google the tape from 60 Minutes. Watch the video. If you detect a moist eye or a tear, I'll give you $1,000. You won't, because there were none. But he was crying. He was so upset. He's so upset that democracy depends on you vociferously arguing with each other, but no threats of violence. No, but you're okay with firing people that won't comply with your utterly illegal Injection mandates. You're cool with that. And you're going to hear from Dr. Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General of the state of Florida, as to why this new booster should be completely ignored. But Merrick Garland wants you to get it. He doesn't care. Effing liar. Speaking of liars, (laughs) the little black lesbian liar, LBLL, strikes again. This time she was asked a simple question about the border and she found a way to blame Republicans by telling us that Biden is doing everything despite Republican resistance. What I'm saying is that the president, without the help, without the help of Republicans, is doing everything that he can to deal with the border. They're trying to politicize it and make it worse 
make it worse. That's what Republicans are trying to do and make turn it into a political stunt. The president is actually dealing with the issue that's in front of him. <laughs> Don't you love it? She's like Biden. She has to repeat what she says because she knows she's lying. The Republicans want to make it worse. Make it worse. How do the Republicans want to make it worse? Did anybody follow up with that question? Of course not. Of course not. What has Biden done? When she says he's doing everything he can, despite Republicans not helping him, despite Republicans' political stunts to make it worse, what has Biden done? Well, let me tell you what he's done. 260,000-plus illegal border encounters in the month of September alone. That's not everybody. That doesn't count the getaways. 260,000-plus in one month. That's what Biden's done. She's right in one respect. The Republicans aren't helping him do that. They're fighting him on that. That's what a pathetic liar she is. She sickens me. Senator Roger Marshall from Kansas, what's your response to that lie? I want to invite the White House press secretary to the border. You can interview her. I'll interview her. Let's show her what the border literally looks like. It's a sad day in America when the Chinese Chinese Communist Party is more concerned about the southern border, paying more attention to it than the president is. It's even a Saturday when the people of Kansas are more worried about this open southern border than the White House is. You could invite her down there, Senator Marshall, but like Biden and Harris, she'll never show. Cowards don't go where they're proven to be liars. Cowards stay away from that. Cowards just use their mouth. Have you ever noticed cowards do nothing but talk? Liars do nothing but talk. They never take action. They never go where they're confronted with the truth because they know they're natural liars. By the way, Crybaby Garland, while decrying violence, supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter, two of the most violent terrorist groups America has ever seen. He supports them. Imagine the crusader for peace, acting as though he's Jesus Christ, supports Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You're not fooling anybody, Garland. Those fake crocodile tears that never came, you don't you don't fake us out. You think we're stupid, and many are, but we're not. Senator Marshall, who else is crossing this border at the southern border? Is it just Hispanic people from Guatemala, from Mexico, from the uh, Central American countries? Is it the, what, what, where did uh, Kamala Harris call it? Is it the, the, she was looking for the root of, of all of this discord in these three countries. Is it just from those countries, Senator Marshall, where they're coming from? 18,000 Chinese crossed the border uh, this in this past year, 6,000 alone in June. It's a very, uh, a very contrite effort to infiltrate our system, to infiltrate our society. They're posing as teachers, as, as investigators. Uh, they're setting up shop right next to our military institutes. This is truly a code blue emergency at our border. Our border is hemorrhaging right now, and our president is ignoring it. Yes, he is. He's ignoring it. That's pretty incredible. 6,000 Chinese in June alone? 
in June alone. So they're not just Central Americans. They're not just Mexicans and Hispanics from other countries. They're not Guatemalans. They're not Hondurans. They're all of those things. But they're also Chinese. Why are Chinese nationals entering our country illegally through the southern border? Posing, as he said, teachers and other professionals. Well, we know what they really are. They're spies. And Biden's perfectly okay with that. Sage Steele is quickly becoming a person that I admire greatly after she stood up to her criminal bosses at ESPN over vaccinations and is now being sought after as an interview guest on just about every show. She went into that Bill Maher living room setup that he has on a podcast, and she stood up to him too. I love it when I see a real conservative, the daughter of an army lifer, stand up for America and stand up to big mouth liberals like Maher. And she put it bluntly about her feelings on Biden. She actually interviewed Biden and listened to the description she gives of conversations off camera. Honestly, I don't like him. I think it's terrible president. However, forget that the human aspect of what we're witnessing right now with him to me is heartbreaking. It's inexcusable by the family. When you knew during the election, and that was my point is, so we're taping it, not live. It was satellite. It wasn't in person. We're having a technical issue. And so I had to like BS. I had to chit chat in, in waiting for us to start. To him? Yes. Well, what he started to do, of course, he has someone next to him and he, they keep a black like curtain over the lens of the camera. So you can't see him until the last second, which you can hear and we're chit chatting. It goes. What, what, what is this for? <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, because yeah. my mic's on, everybody's listening in the control room. Wow. And he's like, who am I talking to? Oh. Wait, what, what, what's her name? And so I'm trying to just fill time. And he said, you know, I used to play football. <laughs> he goes, and I had the best hands. And <laughs> what do you say to that? And then I said, oh, oh, so you were a receiver? And he started to explain it. And here's the saddest thing. He, his voice just trailed off. He said, I was good. And then he went silent. And he goes, oh, never mind. <laughs> no, you're laughing. I thought it was so sad because I realized that's why he was in his basement during the whole election cycle. Right. Because even then, he couldn't finish his sentences. He struggled. And that, so forget about politics. I don't care. I didn't vote for him. However, that made me sad. Yeah, it's sad. She mentioned the family, which we've mentioned several times on our show. Jill Biden is one of the most egocentric human beings that ever walked the earth. She couldn't care less about the humiliation she put that nitwit through. He was a nitwit before he became sick, by the way. He was a scoundrel. He was a corrupt crook and criminal long before he became demented. Because when he was vice president, he was conducting all of this criminal behavior. When he was a senator, he was conducting criminal behavior. He was always a bigot long before he became demented. So I don't feel sorry for him. I'm embarrassed as a citizen of this country that a wife would put her husband up in front of cameras and humiliate him for her power trip. Now, that doesn't mean he doesn't go along with it. Of course he does. Because he, as as Sage Steele says, I can't stand him. 
and no one can with a functioning brain. But Marr sits there and laughs. I guess he thinks it's funny that someone's wife humiliates them like that and that we have a president who can't string a sentence together. And yet in Myers' world, it's all evil Donald Trump. Good for you, Sage Steele. Carpe diem to you yet again. As you sit at home and you watch President Trump come out of the courtroom every day and give his synopsis of what went on, this judge there has now put a gag order on him because he's had enough of Trump telling the world what a son of a bitch that judge is, but the judge did it to himself. Here's some tape that was unearthed. He's an actual dictator. He's lecturing some class, and listen to what this dictator believes. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. I've had situations where, like, oh, my, my heaven's sake, how could they have thought that? Well, I have a... Um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. Am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law. I'm, I'm an impartial referee. But it's hard to factor out my own emotions. I can't believe I just heard that. He should be disbarred immediately. He's overturning, overriding jury decisions because he has emotions that are different. He can't override or ignore his emotions when a jury rules a way that he doesn't think they should rule. This guy thinks he's more important than the jury system. And he doesn't just think he's more important. He takes actions that demonstrate he's more important. He overturns jury verdicts. He says he has a tool. And that tool, by the way, is every judge's. They can vacate a judgment from a jury based on what they claim is a verdict inconsistent with the evidence. That should never be allowed. That should be the the part that an appellate court plays, not you. The trial court judge should have no leeway once a jury has ruled. That's it. End of discussion. But they have that tool, and he obviously is proud to let you know he not only has it, he uses it, and he abuses it. Anytime his emotions tell him to. Nice to know that if you go in front of that judge, emotion will carry the day. Whose emotions? His. Not the evidence, not the jury verdict. His. And he's so arrogant that he believes that when he makes a mistake, he should have immunity. Yeah, I think we should have absolute immunity. We're just doing a job. We're all human. I, I've made, I think, 5,000 decisions, last count, written decisions, not to mention at a trial where you snap, snap, snap decisions. Yeah, we should have absolute immunity. What if we defame somebody? Um, that's how it usually comes up. You know, you call somebody a murderer or a heroin addict, that sort of thing, pedophile. And if it's done in court, yeah, I think we should have absolute immunity. Wow. I mean, he thinks he's God. Did you hear when he started to say, oh, my Lord, and he stopped, and he said, oh, my oh my heaven's sakes. So he's obviously a non-believer. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? 
I mean, this, these people, when you find out about them, it's stunning to some degree. Stunning. He believes he's a dictator. Many judges do. There are good ones. I know some real good ones. But I know some real rotten, corrupt ones, too. And it's the reason I don't practice law full time. It's because of all of the criminals in the judicial system and in the legal system. Not the criminals who perpetrate crimes and get arrested and go to jail from a courtroom. The ones who work in the courtrooms are the ones I'm talking about. I've had bar complaints filed against me by judges. And I've won, by the way. I've never lost one. Because I'm good at writing a brief and defending myself based on the proper grounds, not the lies that judges tell. But I won't stand for their bullshit, and they know it. But can you imagine this guy? He thinks he should be getting immunity. (laughs) He's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ didn't get immunity, by the way. Jesus Christ didn't commit any crimes and was still crucified. This guy thinks he can commit crimes... And if he does, so long as it's in a courtroom, he gets immunity. Try to follow that logic if you can. The arrogance of this son of a bitch. I can screw up an entire trial where someone's life is ruined, but I should get immunity if I do it in the courtroom. As if the courtroom is some sort of sanctuary for corruption. Actually, it is. This is where I start to respect Victor Davis Hanson again, even though his misguided comments on Matt Gates were so out there, I almost thought he became a lefty overnight. But he knows what the liberals are up to. He knows how they're destroying the soul of this country. And he knows the future and why the Trump civil suit is important. What we see in the big cities crime-wise would extend, but it would also in extend in the civil the civil sphere as we see with Donald Trump. That lawsuit that you mentioned is very important because it shows you that critical legal theory is not happy just to let people ransack, uh, smash and grab, carjacking without consequences. They really do want to go after private capital uh, in the civil sector and they will start filing lawsuits as you wouldn't believe. And I think we'd also expect that the FBI the CIA, the DOJ would have a referendum. I guess they would think the election was a referendum on them and they're free to do what they have been doing, but at an accelerated rate. Bingo. They're coming after your wealth. It's not good enough they've ruined your life. Now they're coming after your wealth because they can't control you, so now they're going to go after the wealthy people. There's been a war on wealthy people by these liberals for a long time. This is nothing new, actually. Every time there's a tax cut voted in by Republicans, which is rare, but under Donald Trump it happened, they claim that it's designed to help the rich people. It's not designed to help the rich people. Every single person got a tax cut. They lie and tell you you didn't. Imagine a group of people that will tell you something that you know to be untrue and insist that it's true about you. That's like saying to you, well, you're a murderer. I haven't killed anybody. You're a murderer. But you know you never killed anybody. They're telling you now you didn't get a tax cut. Well, you look at your paycheck and you say, well, yes, I did. I'm bringing home more money. I'm paying less in taxes. Well, you didn't get a tax cut. Only the rich did. 
It's nonsense. This country's nonsense. The media's nonsense. Every media outlet is nonsense. And these people act as though the majority of the people in this country are behind them. You know what? They're not. Victor Davis Hanson? They feel that they have the majority of the people, and I think the majority of the people are uh, against this progressive you, uh, Jacobin agenda, and they still can't find power. Then we're going to be in new territory. We're, we're in new territory now. And so there are legitimate efforts to rectify the, and stop this madness, and let's see what happens in 2024. But I don't think it works anymore just to migrate to a red state or to drop out of the popular culture. You've got to get control of the political apparatus of the country through elections. And, if, and your worry is legitimate. If you can't do it through fair elections, then what do you do? So I think this election, I know everybody says that, that each election is paramount, but this one is very important because we're in the middle of a revolution and it's our only avenue to a counter-revolution to return to normality. The counter he's talking about is civil war. He said the point is a good one. Why don't we take up arms? We're going to have to. We're not going to be left with a choice. There will be no choice. The prayer is that the military is on our side. That's the prayer. We know the generals, for the most part, are not. But that won't matter if the rank and file are. The people that actually fire the guns, the people that actually fly the planes and drive the tanks, are they on our side? That's what will matter. I mean, the pep talk you give to those people is this. You want to get back at these generals who've been screwing you forever? Here's your chance. The only way they can maintain power anymore is to change the culture, and that's what they're in the middle of doing. Victor Davis Hanson recognizes that. There's no such thing anymore as theft or, or lies or any of these things. Uh, because they're just constructs and they're just anything that's useful to gain power is considered legitimate and anything that's not uh, useful is illegitimate and that's how they define morality and I think we're, we're very naive to, we don't realize that we're in the middle of a revolution we think that we're still playing within the same sidelines or parameters and it's not everything's under negotiation whether it's the Senate filibuster, the Electoral College, new states coming in, the size of the Supreme Court, voting IDs, uh, the genders, the foundational data of the United States, pronoun usage from the trivial to the existential, we're in the middle of a cultural, economic, political revolution. And I think we got to wake up. We do have to wake up, and we are in the middle of that revolution. So it's time. It's time. What conclusions have these sick liberals come to, Victor Davis Hanson? Well, I, I think they've come to the conclusion that Trump represented an existential threat, and by association, all half the country did to their vision of what they want to transform us into. And so they feel that any means necessary uh, are justified by their noble spiritual ends. And therefore, they call it critical legal theory, just essentially... There's rules against stealing only because rich people don't steal, and therefore it's okay to steal. And monetar modern monetary theory says print as much money, and eventually rich people will have to pay higher taxes or have their 401ks appropriated. Same thing with the border. 
short term, everybody's mad at the border, but in dark rooms, they're saying to each other, in 10 years, everybody's going to appreciate what we did. We brought in 10 to 15 million new constituents. So, and I guess to put it all together, they feel that they're at a stage now where their agenda does not appeal to 51% of the people, and they either have to bring in new constituencies or change the system, the entire system of which we are acculturated to, to retain power, and that's what they're willing to do. They're clearly willing to do that. That's what they've been doing. And that's why they're bringing in these people and letting them come in, though the LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, insists by her lies that Joe Biden is doing everything he can to secure the border. Joe Biden last week said he wants the border open. He just said it. How many years in jail would this woman get, or this thing get, if lying were a crime. She, he would never, ever get out of jail. Victor Davis Hanson a moment ago mentioned about the election coming up and how important it is. And he's right. We say that about every election. They've simply become more important, increasingly more important in the past few years because of what's at stake and how dramatically the rodents are trying to change our culture, our country, what we stand for, what we have, strip our freedoms, open our borders. That's why these elections have become increasingly more important. And what if they win, Victor Davis Hanson? What then? It's, it, it's going to be scary if they if they win, because that means they'll probably take the, the House and the Congress, the entire Congress. And there won't be any, there won't be any redress of grievances. I don't see it. But I don't think they will, because they don't have any popular support. Every single one of Joe Biden's issues economy, crime, energy, foreign policy, the border, he's polling 30 or 40 percent. And uh, the only way they're retaining power is through the legal system and the administrative state and our institutions, media, entertainment, sports, uh, education, K-12, universities. And it's kind of an artificial way of getting power without popular consent. That's why I think you were where they don't believe in democracy. In fact, op-ed writers in the New York Times will say that now, that democracy is a flawed idea. Because it doesn't, re- it doesn't any longer re- uh, ensure the result that they have to have. Like good Bolsheviks or good Jacobins, they eventually always turn on elections. They don't want them. And so we'll see. It's going to be a very explosive... I hope everybody can keep their head because I think the next 12 to 18 months are going to be the most explosive in our history since the Great Depression. That's a sobering thought, is it not? But that is how they try to win. They use the legal system. They know they can't win elections. So they'll either cheat in the elections, use the legal system, or anything they can, in this particular case, the legal system, to derail Donald Trump's candidacy. Now, it's not working. And why isn't it working? Well, I think Victor Davis Hanson identified it. They don't have the support of the majority of the American people. The numbers are dramatically increasing in Trump's favor on everything. He's correct when he says every one of Biden's policy issues are going to defeat the Democrats. But when you listen to the people on Fox who think they're such badasses and such knowledgeable people, they play right into the Democrats' hands and talk about chaos now. That's what the Democrats want you to think. They want to be able to make a case to the American people since they have nothing else that the Republicans are chaotic. Nobody likes chaos. You shouldn't want Republicans governing you. They're chaotic. Look at this. 
but anyone with a functioning brain. And if these people are smart enough to recognize that Biden's policies are destructive to this country, then they also ought to be smart enough to recognize that what's going on with the Republicans is the greatest day in American history, maybe. This will be looked back upon as the first step, small though it may be, in taking this country back, in governing this country the way it's supposed to be governed, in getting rid of the special interest groups and the lobbyists who control this country. Now, that's a tall order, but you got to start somewhere. And getting rid of a rat like Kevin McCarthy is a good way to start. It certainly has alarmed all of the other rodents, hasn't it? They're all up in arms. All of these supposedly conservative media people and conservative Republicans. Oh, my God, what are we doing? Chaos. They're just like the Democrats. When you disagree with the way Democrats do things, they claim you're just a bad person. You're uber MAGA. You're destructive. You're a threat to democracy. You're all of these things. It's pretty much what's being said about conservatives today by supposed conservatives. But I recognize it for what it is, one of the best days in our history. And we should all be thrilled. We should all be sending bouquets to Matt Gates and send our $10 to mattgates.com. Let's help support him because we need people like him. I love it when I hear a guy who doesn't take a penny from special interest. That alone should get him all kinds of credibility. But why don't we take up arms right now, Victor Davis Hanson? What's preventing us? Well, two things I think have precluded that so far. One is I call it the monastery of the mind. A lot of people just say, you know what? I'm checking out. I don't, I don't want to watch the Oscars. I don't even know what the Tonys or Emmys yeah. are. I don't watch the NBA. I, I have nothing to do with Hollywood movies. I've just created my own reality. And the other is in the, under our federalist system, we're having millions of people. This is the greatest exodus diaspora we've ever seen in our history, where people are fleeing these blue states and blue cities to red states, and they feel that I'm going to recreate America as I once understood it without having anything to do. And so far, that's kept us that's kept us sort of viable, but they, for them, that's not enough. It's never enough to have two million illegal entrants or three million. They got to have eight or nine or ten. It's not enough that Joe Biden is corrupt. It's not enough that he's non compos mentes. It's not enough that his agenda doesn't make sense. He's got to. You've got to accept more and more of him. Yeah, it's not enough. You got to take more. Well, we don't want any more. That's the most important thing. We don't want any more. We don't want any more crime. We don't want crime, criminals going unpunished. The chief of police in Washington, D.C. is fed up. How do we make homicides go down? He knows the answer. If we really want to see homicides go down, is keep bad guys with guns in jail. Because when they're in jail, they can't be in community shooting people. So when people talk about what we're going to do different or what we should do different, what we need to do different, that's the thing that we need to do different. We need to keep violent people in jail. Right now, the average homicide suspect, the average homicide suspect has been arrested 11 times prior to them committing a homicide. That is a problem. That is a problem. 11 times? The average homicide perpetrator has been arrested and released 11 times before they kill for other crimes? (laughs) 
you got to believe somebody's making that up, don't you? How can that happen in a supposedly civilized society? It can't. We're not a civilized society. We have no borders. We have no laws. Whatever laws you see, you just ignore if you're a Democrat. You'll never be held to account anyway. Vaccine mandates, no problem for Merrick Garland. He'll enforce them. While he cries, the Jewish Nazi. Merrick Garland, the Jewish Nazi. Proud of his Gestapo-like thug antics. Well, they want you to take another booster, by the way. You know that already, I'm sure. And they want it, they want it to happen fast. Biden wants it fast. Now, they've enlisted people like Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs to show how he's getting his booster along with his flu shot. Travis the booster boy. Aaron Rodgers, the injured quarterback of the Jets, who refused to take the vaccine playing for the Green Bay Packers and endured all kinds of grief and criticism from other NFL players, from the NFL, from the commissioner's office, now refers to Travis Kelsey as Mr. Pfizer. (laughs) Travis Pfizer. I wonder if Travis Kelsey was pro-vax before he met Taylor Swift or did that happen afterwards? Dr. Joseph Ladapo, the Surgeon General in Florida, I'm not sure if he still is, but he was, knows that there are three things that we as citizens should know about this booster before you ever consider it. They're recommending it, by the way, for six-month-olds. Six-month-olds. So if they're not killing the babies in the womb, they want you to vaccinate them when they're six with something that's experimental. What about that, Dr. Ladapo? So many people think that there are clinical trials for these for these boosters. They do not exist. There are no clinical trials that inform their safety or their efficacy, let alone the tiny, minuscule clinical trial data we do have from Moderna. There were safety events, and we don't even know what those were. So there's no clinical trial data for these about safety or efficacy. People need to know that. I mean, so many people who are in doctor's offices receiving it do not know that. Right. The second is that that now there are multiple studies that show that individuals who receive the vaccine, studies from all over different countries, different parts of the world, that people who receive the vaccines are eventually at an increased risk of contracting COVID-19. This is completely abnormal. It's never been acknowledged by the CDC or the FDA, and that's wrong. Multiple studies now are showing this. Mm That's a, that's another important, uh, important point. Yeah. And then the third point I'd say, Dell, is this subclinical myocarditis, we don't understand it well. Now there are at least two studies that show it's quite common. You know, we're talking two, three, four percent of people, potentially higher. And while the studies that have been performed show a low level of inflammation, they're actually not optimal studies because these studies are catching the inflammation when it's on the way down, which is to say that we don't know how high the troponin peaks. That's the that's the protein right. that is the measure of cardiac inflammation. It is so obvious that that needs to be studied. It's spellbound. It's unbelievable that that's not being studied. And again, something that the FDA and the CDC are totally silent on. 
So it's it's upside down. It's Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. That ought to make you run out and get boosted, huh? The vaccine is Twilight Zone stuff. Hasn't been tested. They're not telling you that, of course. They're not telling you about how myocarditis is now quite common. They're not telling you that. They're not telling you that you're more at risk for COVID by getting the vaccination than you would be without it. They're not telling you that. They're purposefully keeping that information from you. That's criminal behavior. They should all be locked up and sent to jail. Real criminals belong in jail, not political protesters. This place has it backwards in this country, ass backwards. Thank you, Dr. Ladapo. You are an American hero. He should have security round the clock because they're going to try to get him. He's black, so when they do get him, they'll blame it on some white supremacist. Get security, Dr. Ladapo. That's my advice to you, and thank you for your heroism. Kids should read about you in history books someday. You may have saved countless lives, especially infants, that these Joseph Mengele's want to inject. These people are no different than Dr. Mengele in the Auschwitz uh, concentration camp, conducting experiments on twins and children. That's what today's medical profession is in the government, not the independent medical profession. I'm not talking about doctors and nurses who are working on their own. I'm talking about government-owned doctors and medical people, bought and paid for by the government. The CDC, for instance, one of the most corrupt operations known to mankind. But every institution in this country is corrupt. They're not alone. That's why Trump as Speaker would be a godsend because he could then fight those corrupt institutions from the Speaker's office. Get things done. Use that as a launching pad to be in the White House. But I know he's got a lot going on. He's got trials. He's got a campaign to run. But he could actually be more of a figurehead. He he wouldn't have to conduct a day-to-day business. He could have an assistant do that in in the House. Matt Gates, for instance. How desperate are the liberals? They now trot out ignorant people like Cassidy Hutchinson as if there's some sort of expert on Donald Trump to lecture the rest of us on what a Trump second term will be like. Now, you scratch your head, of course, and you say, who are you talking about, Kevin? Who is Cassidy Hutchinson? We've never heard of her. Well, if you had followed the sham January 6th hearings, you would have heard her lie under oath repeatedly, testifying that President Trump was a wild man on January 6th, was fighting with Secret Servicemen in his car, all of which, by the way, was denied as lies by the Secret Service agents that she named, all of whom said they never told her anything of that nature, all of whom denied ever talking to her all of them who claimed they were never approached by the January 6th committee for their own testimony. But she's now the star of CNN. She's a 26-year-old desperate wannabe who was essentially a clerk working for Mark Meadows. And now she's the expert on all things Trump. So who trots her out there to slander Donald Trump? The great Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper. What a loser this guy is. Has never... I mean, not a journalistic bone in his body, but he does love himself a lot. There isn't any question that he loves himself a lot. That guy. You're that guy. That guy. 
That's not what we should stand for as Americans. And I think that Donald Trump is the most grave threat that we will face to our, face to our democracy in our lifetime and potentially in American history. I think that Donald Trump in a second term does not have any, would not have guardrails. I think we saw that at the end of the first term with how things played out after he lost the election. He violated our constitution in multiple ways. It is, it is completely fine to wage or to file lawsuits in sure. countries or in states. But what is not okay is when you threaten and assault the constitution and our institutions of government. I would not put it past Donald Trump to put those institutions of government in a worse position that they were in during the first term. Wow. 26-year-old nothing burger who knows nothing. Now, if Jake Tapper had an ounce of journalistic integrity when she said, Donald Trump, Donald Trump completely assaults our Constitution, give us examples. Give us an example. I'm so glad, though, that she said she blessed Donald Trump's right to sue over election fraud. We're so happy that Cassidy Hutchinson thinks that's okay. Thank you, Cassidy. But it's not okay to assault the government, she says in her 26 years of experience, that she's seen so much. She hasn't seen squat. She hasn't seen a lie that she doesn't want to tell. In her desperate need to be recognized, this narcissistic wench who compromises her own soul by lying profusely about everything. There's not a single thing this woman hasn't said that was true. And this is their new star on CNN. Let's trot out this 26-year-old nothing burger to now attack President Trump. Despite the, the CNN people ignore the fact that the Secret Service discredited her. They just ignore it. Of course they would. It doesn't fit their narrative. Why wouldn't they ignore it? She needs a bit. But by the way, by that little monotone voice, she needs a big boost of Monster Energy drink. That's what she needs. She needs what can right now. She needs a punch of energy and maybe another punch. But she needs to be focused better. She lies too much. She needs a boost. A lot of companies spend their money on ad agencies and TV commercials and billboards to try to get a message out how good their products are. Well, Monster Energy Drink does it all differently. It's not just a drink they're, they're talking about. It's a lifestyle that happens to come in a can. They bring local bands, your favorite bands. They bring them to your local hometown. They support the scene of the events with parties. But Monster Energy Drink is all about pursuing victory and being your best at the top of your game, and it helps you get there. It's simply the most badass energy drink on the planet. Unleash the beast in you with your Monster Energy Drink today. That's what I say. And we'll be back with more of the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court. But first I want to play for you a song that our, our uh, director of research found. This was played and sung and written by Adam Wainwright at his three-day godlike send-off last weekend at Bush Stadium. Um, this is also a song with his middle finger extended to St. Louis. On the one hand, if you listen to the lyrics, he's telling you how great St. Louis has been to him and his family. But by the way, i got to get the fuck out of here. Pitch strength from Adam Wainwright is next. A good breaking ball as these hitters see him for the first time. It's over two. I've been knocked down, but I always got back up. The 
fire keeps on burning high. Deep down in my gut, and I still want to. I try to always be your rock. Yeah, I dug deep, never quit. But you can't outrun the clock. It's time to fly. It's time to head back home. I might have to go, but I won't ever be gone. I did what I came here to do, and I love being here with you. But I know in my heart that it's time, time to fly. Breaking ball striking out, and the Cardinals have won the time to fly. It's time to fly. It's time to head back home. I might have to go, but I won't ever be gone. I did what I came here to do, and I love being here with you. St. Louis fans are one of a kind, and you'll always be in this heart of mine. It's time to fly. Welcome back in. Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court, on kevinslaytonshow.com. How'd you like that song? So Wainwright, in his own lyrics, says, I, I came to do what I had to do, which is make a lot of money, but now I know that it's time to go home. You know he lives in Atlanta, just in case you didn't know that. So for all of the flowery things he says about St. Louis, he's really not that fond of it, which is fine. I'm not that fond of it either. Most people aren't the way this this uh, city government's run and the county government. But what's with the I love St. Louis bullshit and how great all of you are, but by the way, F you, I'm out of here. I mean, if you didn't take it that way, maybe you're just not paying attention or maybe I'm just being overly honest if that's possible. 
But I get tired of the glorification of these guys who are such phonies. Adam Wainwright's a phony. He doesn't give two shits about St. Louis unless he can make $17 million. He sings about how he's recognized now that you can't beat old, old man time, basically. You did? You stuck around to the tune of $17 million to float your own ego and get two victories. So you can brag about winning 200 games. When the truth is, you went out like a clown. That's what I'll remember. You went out like a complete, greedy, self-centered clown, which is what he is. And then pretends, because he knows he can tug at your heart a little bit if he sings a little song, that, gosh, you St. Louis fans, I'll always be a cardinal. You'll always be in my heart in Atlanta. (laughs) By the way, if I was going to leave St. Louis, the last place I would live is Atlanta. I recognize he was born there and he was raised there, but I don't care. I was born and raised here, too. There are many better places here to live. But I don't walk around telling other cities how wonderful they are, trying to tug at the hearts because I'm a local hero, tell them how great it is, and I just want your bouquets of roses thrown my way. But by the way, you're not good enough for me. Your city's not good enough for me. I'm out of here. What a clown show he was. Be gone. Good riddance. Enjoy all those other Hoosiers down in Atlanta. Enjoy all the gunfire. Of course, there's a lot here, too. It's really not... It's really not a good place for me to go. (laughs) They can burn Atlanta to the ground, but they'll do the same to St. Louis. One place, if you're smart, you won't get your car burned to the ground. If you go to stl-cars.com, that's all you have to do is go on their website. This is the simplest thing in the world to do, folks. You will not make a major purchase in your life any easier than you will by visiting stl-cars.com. The process works like this. The inventory is right there, over a 1,000 vehicles on the website. Cars, SUVs, trucks. Visit the website, pick the one you want. Call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him the car or or SUV or truck you want. Tell him how much you want to pay for it. He'll work it out with you and go go get it for you. He's done it for me. Three different vehicles I've purchased through the years from him. My son just purchased one. They'll come from everywhere. He's got this vast inventory all around the country to get you exactly what you want. It doesn't have to be like a dentist appointment getting a new car. I know in the past you've probably felt that. Most of us have. If you've spent your entire day going dealership to dealership to dealership, beating your head against the wall trying to haggle over a simple price of $1,000, it's not worth it. stl-cars.com. That is the answer, and that's the easiest one. 314-626-3251. Tell Don we sent you. It's good enough for me. I wouldn't suggest anything that that I don't do. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Our phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. can weigh in on any of the topics of the day, of course, the big topic of the day is the heroism displayed by Matt Gates and his group of true conservatives in Congress in making certain that Kevin McCarthy is now out. No longer do we have to listen to McCarthy's spewing his nonsense, which I am excited about. All that phony couching it in all these hushed terms. Huh? 
I support America. I'm an American. I'm an American man. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm all, all right, Mr. Satan, fighting uh, allergies or cold or whatever's going around, but I seem to get in line and catch it. <clears throat> well, and, I don't, uh, I don't but, think you're alone in that regard. I think yeah, a lot of people are fighting that now. Yeah, it seems to be out there. It's uh, it's crazy. I try to interact with people as well as possible and still catch it. So <laughs> It's just uh, that time of the year. But kudos to you, sir, for absolutely having a great show and hitting it spot on about uh, this McCarthyism. And how funny is it two of the worst people to ever serve in Congress uh, in the 40s and 50s and now both not named McCarthy, <laughs> just running around. <laughs> It is ironic, isn't it? It is. I mean, he's he, he's a smooth talk. I never liked him from the get-go. And number one, the influence from California needs to stop in the speaker seat. He should have never been in there at the beginning. Yeah, do we just have to have people from California? You know, and as I said earlier, any guy with his hair slicked back, every every hair yeah. in place, I never trust. And a friend of mine who, who's got a good head of hair texts me and he goes, I just messed my hair up on purpose. <laughs> well, exactly. If you spend that much time on product as a grown man and to look that pristine to go out and put, now you need to look good and that's fine, but you're right. It, it is. Look at him. The, it's insane what he, comes out of his mouth, though. And then he was so hurt. I really thought he was going to cry. Uh, McCarthy looked so distraught, distraught Excuse me, <clears throat> when he was given that speech. And he, he would have kept going if they wouldn't have stopped him. He, he just wanted attention. And for him, if he truly believed in his cause, you, which is another sign our government is so messed up, that he could put his name back in and run for speaker for the seat you just were ousted from is a huge, a huge call to change government. And that's insane that he could be ousted from the seat and then get right back in line and vote it back in. Well, the whole thing is a mess. The rules need to be changed, and that's the that's the change that Gat, Gates is fighting for and all of his comrades in, in Congress. Now, I believe – I know Donald Trump issued a statement saying why are Republicans always fighting each other, and he's right. Uh, they don't have to fight each other all the time. But when you have rhinos, the thing is Republicans don't stick together, so they're, they're going to lead to always fighting each other, and that's, that's what happened yesterday, and it's okay. I think sometimes fighting each other is constructive because you're not accepting the status quo. You're seeing that it's wrong. You're seeing that it hurts the country, and you're trying to effective change, effectively change it. Yeah, McCarthy completely misquoted Reagan when he said that sometimes it's okay to take 75% of you want. That's how you get things done. Not when that 25% absolutely destroys and goes against the fabric of our country. That You, you don't work with these liberals who – whose complete goal is to destroy this country. And if people and listened and, and read Trump's statement yesterday, they've, they realized this wasn't being politically correct. This was him saying that people like McCarthy need to stop causing trouble in the Republican caucus and fight the Democrats rather than constantly go along with them, as McCarthy has been doing. Here's the statement. Why is it that Republicans are always fighting among themselves? Why aren't they fighting the radical left Democrats who are destroying our country? That's exactly. your answer. Why is McCarthy causing this squabble? He's causing he, it because he keeps lying and he keeps making secret deals with the Democrats. And this is how stupid McCarthy is. You okay just to get that seat, just to get the title of Speaker of House, you agree to the only rule that could get you out, that one member could bring up a cause 
for you to vacate the seat. That was stu- you knew that I was surprised he lasted this long, and the only reason he did is because they really weren't bringing any bills to the house. They really weren't voting on anything. They they said they they passed some resolutions, some issues, the ones Jordan listed, but they never sat down and actually put together a real bill to go to the Senate and be well. I disagree with that. I, I disagree with that. They did pass it's, bills, and they did pass bills worthy of going to the Senate and having the Senate vote on them. The problem is, in many cases. McCarthy ties these bills to the little pet projects of the Democrats. And that's what upsets the real conservatives so much is that supposedly conservative Republicans aren't acting like conservatives at all. Exactly. And that's a point I was roundabout getting to. And the other one, the first lie he told when he got in there is we're going to get rid of those 87,000 IRS agents. You never had the authority to be able to do that because that would have had to pass the Senate. He lied from the start. He was stupid to agree to a rule to give him this power, the seat that was going to put him out before the end of the year. And And, now he's shocked that it happened. And why doesn't every Republican senator have a news conference every single day and identify for the American people the bills that the House has passed and sent to the Senate that Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell won't allow, excuse me, the Senate to take up? Exactly. You don't you don't even hear day. from Schumer unless he's threatening somebody or talking negatively about Republicans. He he's the least you, you wouldn't even know Schumer's in the Senate and, and in the leader of it, much less because he doesn't he doesn't come out and talk unless it's negative about the Republicans well, you, or You know where he's else. been the last few days? He's not been in Washington <laughs> doing business. No. He's been at Trump's trial. Yeah. I mean, what 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 is this? This is supposed to be the guy doing the Senate's work. And he's at Donald Trump's trial. In Pelosi. Where's Pelosi? They called her. She's not there. She's still in California. How long does it take to have a funeral, honestly? Three days? Well, she's I'm, been in California two weeks. The longer she weeks. stays out there, the better we all are. But I love Parker. Patrick McHenry, who immediately yeah. vacated yes. her from that plush office that she had, that McCarthy allowed her to keep for nine months without the objection. Office. Yeah. That's insanity. That I, he I doesn't didn't even have realize a that. I just took it for granted she vacated that office. It, it was the side office. It was actually the office. She, she was attached to the speaker house. Oh, no, it's more it than a side office. Yeah. It's the plush office that the speaker gets. And that, and, and this office was a the, the speaker gets extra concessions, and this this wonderful office is one of them. And she was allowed to keep it. And then she claims, yes. well, that's tradition. I'm speaker emeritus. You're speaker drunk. That's all you are. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not. You tell me Newt Gingrich, when he took over, just didn't take the speaker's office. That's insanity. And, and congratulations to McHenry, because he's a friend of McCarthy's, and he basically told McCarthy, hey, stupid ass, here's how you yeah. do it. All right, I got to run, Matt. Good stuff. It'll be interesting to see it play out. And do you have a vote? Do you have a sincere nomination that you'd like to see speaker? Do you have to think I'd on I'd love to more? see Trump. That'd be my number one yeah. pick. But I think we can trust Scalise, uh, and I think he wants it. So I think he'll end up getting it. And the name that I've seen pop up are that I would maybe even Devin Nunez. Well, if you bring him back, but he's uh, he's not in Congress anymore, but he doesn't have to be to be speaker. He's working Correct. for Truth Social. He's running that. But he would be a good he would be a good choice for sure. Cash Patel would be a good choice. You don't remember, you don't have to be a member of Congress to be elected speaker. Correct. It'll be interesting to see who they nominate. And like you said, there's, I didn't even know there was supposed to be a, a, a list. Well, Trump's going to be nominated. That, that's already yep. been done. Troy Nels is nominating him. And that's going to force the rhinos to, to come out of hiding 
they're going to have to give Trump a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And if they give him a thumbs down, then they need to primary their ass right out of office and ruin their careers. End, end them. It. Just end them. End them. Exactly. All right. Keep thanks, it up, Matt. sir. Great, great job. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. That's going to wrap us today for the morning show. But don't forget our afternoon show, folks, our sports show, the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com sports show on 590 The Fan, 590thefan.com. Make sure you tune in there. The podcast will be up, of course, on all of our platforms of both shows, KevinSlaytonShow.com, Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, and any place you listen to podcasts. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Ah!